That's your prayer. That's your cry this morning. See me, Jesus. I need you to see me. In anything that's in the way of you seeing me, reveal it to me so we can remove it. I don't want any hindrances. I don't want anything between us. I understand what this song's talking about. I felt at home, but so far away. In the midst of glory, you will be challenged by your flesh to make yourself want to leave. But you will know that you're at home. Because we only fully exist in Him and Him in us. It's indescribable. It had the look of new, but it had the look of old.
This is not talking about perfection or fully arriving, brother. We'll never get there. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about being real with yourself and stop lying and pretending to be something that you're not so that you can have friends and be popular and be accepted. His acceptance is the only thing that matters. Him being pleased with you is all that matters. Revelation, it talks about John, how he was standing there, and there was a scroll that couldn't be opened because there was no one worthy. And he began to weep. And the angel said, Do not weep, for there is one that is worthy. Jesus is the only one worthy. He's the only one worthy enough to look at you and tell you who you're supposed to be. Nobody else. The word says, Grow in favor with God and must grow in favor with God first and then the men that we're supposed to be in favor of will come. I just want y'all to stay right where you're at. I just, I just feel something on this moment. I don't want to transition out of this because when, when musical instruments begin to stop and people begin to move, the people that are being touched tend to come out of what's touching them and then they can't get back in. See, oftentimes we have these plans and these ideas and I was talking, I think I shared this last week, I was talking with a great man of God a couple weeks ago and he said, I have all these plans and ideas and I submit them to the Lord and he doesn't use any of them. Because he has better plans and better ideas. And we always come in, we come in prepared to do something. We come in prepared to preach a certain thing, to say what we feel like the Lord has put on our heart. But in the moment, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit and what He's telling us to say, what He's telling us to do, because He knows better in each moment what each person needs for that moment. When we, when we were moved to Rome and we got on the property that the Lord has placed us on, the front yard was covered with two foot of leaves. It was all kinds of dead stuff. It was completely packed down. It, it, it was almost immovable. And as we and the team, we begin to get rakes and shovels and buy stuff and, and begin to bag up these leaves and, and we begin to remove what had covered the dirt, what had covered the soil, and snakes begin to come out. We literally killed hundreds upon hundreds of snakes as we began to remove this debris. And then we had to remove the rocks and we removed the rocks and tossed them over the hill. We had to prepare the ground. We had to prepare the soil for the seed that was coming. And just recently as we drove up on the property after I came home from traveling and preaching, to my amazement when I came around the corner to come up the hill, I seen wild Easter lilies blooming everywhere across that field and up the side of the driveway as if they were planted on purpose. As if we had went out and taken them and put them there one by one, but we didn't. All that we did was prepare the soil for the seed that was already there, that was being beat down, that was being crushed, that wasn't able to thrive, that wasn't able to come alive, that wasn't able to show its beauty. Just like so many listening today, I believe you're like that field before we cleaned it. 
I believe there's a lot of trash in your life. There's things that have been pressing you down. Dead things that bring about death. In Romans 6 it talks about how we're no longer slaves to sin, but slaves to obedience. And through obedience it bursts righteousness. There's commands throughout the Bible that have been given that you're not living. But if you'll just step into the obedience of the Word and what He has said for you to do, you can reap the promise that's in the Word. But without obedience, righteousness can't come and the promises cannot be fulfilled in your life. And so many of you think, well, I don't need to go to church. I am the church. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you, the Bible says do not forsake the sacred assembly. Because if I would have went out and tried to clear that field alone, I probably would not have been able to do it. But because I trusted my team, I trusted the church, I trusted the people and the leaders around me, we were able to clear the field. And because of the hands that helped, I believe that we received a quadruple harvest of the lilies that had came up out of the ground. See, I can get it done alone, but the fruit that will come will be minimal. But if I allow others to help me, and I trust in the sacred assembly, then more can be done and more fruit shall come. So no matter where you're at in your life, or what's been going on, or the religious state that you've been in, the religious oppression that's come upon you, I'm here with good news that today you're free from sin. Today you're free from the old ways of your life and the old person you're pretending to try to be. And today you can step into truth and identity. That you are His beloved. And in Him, you are well pleased. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. This is not a religious statement that you've heard said so many times because I don't believe that way. You're His beloved. It is not hard to not sin. 
In Romans 6 it says that if he is dead to sin, then we should be dead to sin too because we are in him. And if he rose from the dead, we should rise with him and have life, not sin. If you're struggling with sin in your life, you need to repent and get saved. You need to step into true relationship with him. It's not a prayer that's prayed, but it's a life lived. You can't pray yourself into heaven. It's relationship. He said, as I've said in the beginning, you don't believe that it's relationship? You think you can get in just on a prayer? He says, depart from me for I never knew you. That word new is relational. It's intimate. Imagine a life where your father or your mother or your wife or your husband where the only relationship that you had was every once in a while you bowed your head and you talked to them in a distance and they got what you were saying but you never listened to what they were telling you. Then you would tell others you're in relationship with them but you're not. There's no relationship. It's one-sided. You're telling him what you need, what you want, what you think of him but you're not listening to what he needs you to do, what he thinks of you. You're not listening to the correction that he wants to bring into your life Therefore, there's no relationship. So you can keep all the garbage that's been piling on top of you. Or you can simply right where you're at, whether you're in this room or on the podcast listening now or 10 years later or whenever. The anointing is alive. The Spirit of God doesn't change. It'll be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore on this message. All you have to do is simply ask the Lord right now where you're at to begin to reveal to you the dead things that you have allowed to be placed upon the fertile soil. And ask Him to help you remove it. And ask Him to help send you the right people to help remove it. Telling that you want to be fruitful ground Telling you need to remove the stones because you don't want to be stony ground. Telling you want to be a pleasing sight. You want to be a pleasing aroma. That you want to be dead to self and dead to sin and dead to flesh. Just right now, I just want you to know that I stand with you. pride of the flesh. I rebuke the pride of life. I rebuke the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh off of you. Lust is not just sexual nature. Lust is anything that draws you away from true intimacy.
will happen. But intimacy births character and only character remains. So Jesus, it's always, I've done all that I know that I can do. We thank you for mercy and we thank you for grace. But we thank you for the blood of Jesus, most of all, that separated us from the sinful world and we can be free from sin and be slaves to obedience that will birth righteousness. I thank you that you've entrusted us to carry the good news to all those that need to hear it and that we wouldn't be ashamed of you, but we would have you high lifted up and rightfully adored. There is never a moment that's not a good moment to share the love of Jesus. Stop telling people that Jesus loves them. They know that. Start asking them if they love Him. Start asking them what have they done for Him lately. Start asking them if He was their employer, would they be fired? See you next time.